Petrangelo and Eichel play catch out high. Right wing shot, save, rebound, score! Stevenson, power play goals in consecutive games. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Pass goes to Marciusil, behind and for Eichel. The left sidewall, up top Petrangelo, to the right, Theodore shoots, he scores! 41 seconds to go. Theodore scores his second of the period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, first ice session for Vegas Golden Knights training camp. Hits the frozen floor at City National Arena. Another group at 11.30, final group of the day is at 2 o'clock. Uh, 75 players uh, invited to camp. And that includes uh, some of those that uh, won't be taking part. Laurent Brassois, uh right off the bat, uh, will not be on the ice. But uh, 75 players uh, divided into three groups. It's uh, Bruce Cassidy's first training camp as head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, and we're looking forward to it. The VGK Insider Show will be from training camp tomorrow. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be the first show that I'm going to do from Studio 31. So you're uh, you're opening the door graciously for me, and I cannot wait to do it. Wow, I let Brian McCormick sit at my desk today. Uh, well, he didn't, he didn't necessarily Arena. ask ahead of time. No, I'm 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 just generous. I love all it. Over it's fantastic. It, it's great that he was there, and it's bothering you still. But you know, at least I asked. Uh, I'm very particular about my stuff. <laughs> And what gets moved around, I'm a little bit obsessive. And plus, I had some some notes, including my my lines uh, that we're going to get through today. The forward units, as we see them through our eyes, and <clears throat> just kind of juggling it around and uh, putting our our feet in the uh, shoes of Bruce Cassidy uh, a little bit as well, but um, somewhat of our best guess as to how the forwards will be compiled to the start of training camp tomorrow. Is this what you see? I'm curious. Uh, let us know on Twitter, uh, Ryan the Hockey Guy or at Darren Millard, whether or not you agree with us. Chris Chapman, uh, Magnum702, uh, will also be tagging that because we're going to let Magnum participate in this. You want to go first, yes, because you are fearful of being accused of copying or going along with what we say. Well, yes, it's happened in the past where where I've been accused of. Oh, well, you're just saying what that guy said. So, you know, I wanted to uh, pretty much every time. Yes, I accuse much, you. Of yes, that. yes. So, so you want to go first? <laughs> yes. Keep in mind, this is our number two of the program. Yes. We, so we have no ability to go over. <laughs> and you have two people following you here. You make this somewhat. Yeah, I, I I will make it simple. I will uh, start with my fourth line, and at the center position, I have Michael Amadio as my fourth line center. On the wings, we, we disagree already. <laughs> that, that's good. I just, I just want you to know we disagree already. That's great. That's fine. And I, I, I have a feeling I know where there's going to be another place where we disagree, and I have my reasons for not having either one of these guys in in my lineup. So you shouldn't. Uh, you should have have interrupted him. Yeah, no, 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 that's fine. So, so on the wings, I have William Carrier on the left, Keegan Colasar on the right. Two out of three ain't bad. Third line, my center, Nick Waugh. On the right side, I have Phil Kessel. 
And on the left side, I have Brett Howden on my third line. Okay. My second line, my center is William Carlson. My left wing, Chandler Stevenson. My right wing, Riley Smith. So I broke the misfits up, but not entirely. And my first line... That, that makes no sense. Like when you actually... If it was a transcript, you'd be reading that. Yeah. And you go, that makes no sense. Well, I broke them up, but not entirely. Well, they're, 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 it's you like... You either break them up or you don't. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you broke up the... I don't know, a band and two band members go with somewhere else. So, okay. uh, And then my first line, my center, Jack Eichel, my left wing, Jonathan Marcheseau, my right wing, Mark Stone. All right, so... Marcheseau gets moved up with Eichel and Stone. Yes. Carlson and Smith stay the same to skate with Chandler Stevenson. Your third line is Waugh, the addition of Phil Kessel and Brett Howden, who's also a center. And then your fourth line is Amadio between Colasar and Carrier. Yes. All right. How do you... Compared to that chap, uh, Wallace? Well, I don't have Michael Amadio as my fourth line center. I can tell you that right off the bat. I've got two iterations. Um, You have two different looks? I I do have two different looks. To to be honest, um, there isn't too much different between me and Chapman on my initial look, except for the... uh, Except for Brett Howden centering the fourth line and, you know, Michael Amadio or Sakari Mananen left wing on the third line. Outside of that, everything else is the same. So I'm you've got two different lineups. Yeah, yeah. And one lineup you have flexibility in that. You have thirteen forwards. No, no, I don't. I've got twelve forwards. But you you said you've got well, yeah, yeah, okay. Like two different players on the third line. To to me it's left wing. It's either a Matty or Manon. And so like listen, I'm not gonna go with this line. Just because it's so similar to Chapman's I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of uh, something different. Okay. Top line for me, this is what I'm going to submit. Jonathan Marchessault, Jack Eichel, Riley Smith. Okay. Second line, Brett Howden on the left, Chandler Stevenson, Mark Stone. Third line, let's go Mananen, Carlson, Kessel. Fourth line, Carrier, Wah, Kolasar. So the third line sorry, uh, was Mananen, Carlson, Carlson, Kessel. All right. And, and then fourth line. Carrier Wa Colasar. I like the idea, and I've liked this idea for a long time. And even though everything in me wants to say load up the top line, load up the top line, load up the top line, I still contend that the best this team is going to be is if you can separate Jack Eichel and Mark Stone and allow those two players to drive their own lines especially when you subtract the offense from from the Golden Knights roster of, of what you're missing with Max Pacioretty no longer on the team. And I just love the tandem of Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. I, I think that those two players are dynamite together, the chemistry that they have. You can rely on that. It pushes Carlson down a little bit, but I think Carlson can find some really good chemistry with Phil Kessel. And then you put Jack Eichel with a player like Jonathan Marsh, so I think Marshall can score a ton of goals. Couple of observations with both of you. Yeah. Brendan Brisson is not making your starting twelve. I, I just don't see it at this moment. Okay. I think he's probably better served, and obviously I'm not an NHL general manager, but you could be. Let's be honest. Nah, <laughs> you, you totally I, could I, be. I, I don't think so, but 
I think I'd like to be in your league. At, at this stage, he he probably will be better served yeah. getting more playing time in Henderson. I don't think you're wrong in that season. I just an observation. It wasn't a criticism. No, by no, no. I know, but that's that's my reasoning. Okay. If if he were to break in, if he were to make this team, I would put him in Brett Howden's spot. I would put Brisson with Stevenson and Stone. I think and that's that's probably where I would go to. Another observation: if we're going on the one, second line, if we're going lines like mm-hmm. one, two, three, mm-hmm. and four, uh, you've taken last year's top line mm-hmm. in Stevenson and Stone yep. without Patchetti and moved them down to to the second line. Yeah, I mean you can be interchangeable, but mm-hmm. uh, to me it's balanced. And you've also taken William Carlson and put him on the third line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have because I, I feel like. Carlson can can make up some of the ice time lost maybe at five on five with heavier, harder minutes on the penalty kill. And and he he has such a big role there already. I think that might be able to get him a bit fresher in certain situations. But um, you know, I it's not perfect. I don't think I don't think my lineup is perfect, but I do think that that there's balance if you're going to try to even out ice time among your top three lines, it, it makes some sense. An area that you both agree on is putting Phil Kessel on the right side of the third line. Yeah, I, you know, I kind of went back and forth on that, to be honest with you. I, it, the, the lineup that I had that looks a bit more like Chapman's, I could make the argument that I'd love to see a line of Stevenson, Carlson, and Kessel. I, I think those three players would, would work really well together. But I just couldn't put Phil Kessel in the top six at this point either. And my my reasoning for that is similar to Ryan's reasoning for moving William Carlson down to the third line. I feel like Kessel could be maximized on the power play. So having him play on that third line, he's really not going to wear himself out on the first or second line getting extra but, minutes. But it's like I'm, a billion games in I, a row. I, he's I, not, I, I'm I not want, worried about I, wearing I, him out. I, I want to be able to maximize his his goal-scoring capabilities, and I feel like if he's playing top minutes on that power, number one power play, I feel like maybe you balance that out with playing him on the third line. All right. Uh, you have Ryan Nick Waugh as your fourth-line center, which yep. kind of goes in line with previous years. Sure. And I know he's played up uh, a little bit, but... Uh, I think in years past, or certainly last season, uh, Wah was sort of targeted for that spot. Sure. Chapman has him on the third line. So why do you go uh, with the energy line? Well, I, I look at it to me, and I just say, if if you're viewing, and I'm viewing Chandler Stevenson as a center in, in this, obviously I've got him down the middle on the second line. Um, you can't really argue with Eichel, Stevenson, Carlson, and Wah down the middle. Like, that is as far as center depth goes, really, really solid, if not in the division, in the league. So I I like the idea of that offensive touch on your fourth line. It, it isn't just an energy line at that point. You've got Kolasar, who's in and around scoring opportunities all the time. You've got Carrier, who can drive the pucks to the net. And if you couple that with Nick Waugh's ability down the middle and his hands in tight, I think that that's a line that can chip in offensively too. Did you, how much did you guys talk uh, right shot, left shot, and and worried about uh, playing on your off wing? I I didn't factor it in too no. much. I I mean I you know I kept predominantly the right wingers on the right side, the left wingers on the left side. Because Manonen's uh, a right shot. Yeah. So I, to be honest, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to play. Like I don't know mm-hmm. where else. I'm not I'm not bumping 
Stone or Smith or Castle from Anandin, right? Like, yeah. Fair. Uh, here are my 12. I, there's some similarities with, with you both, but uh, I'll, I'll go from fourth line up because uh, I, I thought, sorry, I shouldn't have assumed. <laughs> I, I thought the, uh, the fourth line was going to be pretty much unanimous. Sure. I was wrong on that. <laughs> but, uh, but this is what I went with, uh, Carrier, Howden, and Colasar. Uh, 28, 21, 55 uh, from, from left to right. To be fair, if I did not have Howden playing wing on my third line, he would have been mm. my fourth line center. Well, that's uh, unfair. <laughs> it is unfair. I don't, uh, I don't believe in f- uh, to be fair mm. as, <laughs> as a reasoning to get you I, off the hook for I anything. Can't, well, I, I, I can't wait to see how close Darren is to my alternate lineup. The, here's two things. Mm-hmm. To be honest and to be fair. When you say that, it's a total <laughs> cop out. It's not all a right. Cop-out. It's a total cop out. <laughs> to be honest or to be fair is a cop out. I would have said that, but I'm going to come around to you. Or <laughs> I don't really believe in this, but I'm going to try and get through this. Uh, anyway, 28, 21, 55. Uh, we've got uh, on your fourth uh, line. On your second or third line, on your third line, here, I, I really struggled with the left winger. Mm-hmm. Do I go Brisson mm. or do I go Manon? Mm-hmm. What won me over was Manon and today. Got a chance to watch him shoot in his, in his skill and his hands. Sure. And the guy is unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm re- I was already pegging him as my, like, Come from the uh, the the back of the pack on the on the three quarter pole and win at the wire. Uh, I'm looking forward to him at training camp. Yeah, uh, I was already along that path, and then I got to watch him do some stuff on the ice today. Like, wow! See, now you you have had a little bit of an unfair advantage because you've actually been able to see him well, on, yeah, on the it, ice. It, and, it's also but, his guy. Like, yeah, but, but I, I I had already tagged him as my guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, no, no, you like, have. Yeah, so, like it, it was it was. Borderline disingenuous to say that you had a, a kind of a, a struggle with Brisson and Manon. Like we knew it was going to be Manon. He's yeah, your guy, yeah. and that's fine. Then I put it to him with Nick Waugh at uh, center and Riley Smith on the uh, right side. So that will give you some defensive prowess sure. in Nick Waugh, who Mark Stone even admires for his defensive game. Manon with some great skill, and uh, Riley Smith with. Offensive talent that uh, can balance out that third line. Uh, the second line from left to right, Chandler Stevenson, William Carlson, and Phil Kessel. So Kessel, Carlson, and Stevenson can up their pace with Stevenson. They can slow it down. They can they can play defense with uh, with both Chandler and William Carlson. I, I just like that combination. It's it's a bit of an eclectic combination. Like it's not one that I would would have at the uh, middle of last season went those three players. I could see them jelly. Well, I think that would be the one where I got to watch for a little bit to make sure that they connect. Well, can I can I tell you why it might work? Like I think I think it works, mm-hmm. and it was a, it was a line that I said I kind of want to see. If you think back to the HBK line. Mm-hmm. The speed of Carl Hagelin is a proxy to what you get out of Chandler Stevenson. 
Yep. The defensive responsibility of William Carlson, albeit with more offensive upside, is essentially what you get out of out of Nick Benino down right. the middle. And then we know what Phil Kessel brings. Yeah. And Carlson, I would say, had more off- offensive oh, upside 100%. Than, than Nick. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But yeah. I, it again, it's not. It doesn't just roll off the tongue, <laughs> uh, but or just flow onto the whiteboard. But that that's one that I I, I just like putting those individual assets together. Mm-hmm. And then the top line, I have Marcheseau, Eichel, and Stone. Yeah. My lineup features all three misfits playing on different lines. I don't know whether that's going to translate or not, but I'm kind of going against my my feelings on that uh, a little bit. But uh, that's uh, I, I'm putting Manon in, in the lineup. Mm-hmm. That's different. Uh, I'm putting Kessel up in the top six. Uh, that's different than the two of you. And uh, I'm really excited uh, about the idea of uh, or the potential of Chandler Stevenson with William Carlson. So, yeah, the alternate lineup that I had, you and I are one player I off. didn't know we had, like, lineup one it, and lineup two. It, it wasn't that. Two. I just I didn't know which one I was going to go with. I I had two different reasonings behind it, and mainly I didn't want to copy Chapman. Oh, so, so you I had just... I had a default. If Chapman goes marginally stock, I'm going to go a little bit different. And, you know, I'm glad that I did because... I was the only one of the three of us that decided to split Eichel from Stone. And I don't get the sense that that's going to be a thing that happens. I I think that you're in a position right now where you load up that top line. You you give Jonathan Marshall, so Jack Eichel and Mark Stone the opportunity through training camp and however many preseason games you want to look at it, the opportunity to build some chemistry because if – if you want those guys to be your main drivers, you have to give them the opportunity to be those main drivers. Well, I think it kind of boils down to philosophy too, right? Because for me and Darren, I think, and and correct me if I'm wrong here, but we were both thinking, I want my two best forwards playing with my most consistent goal scorer over mm-hmm. the last five years. And to do that, you got to put Stone, Eichel, and Marcia so on the same line. Where where I ran into... I loaded up. What, yeah, sure. Yeah. And where I ran into kind of a secondary problem is I don't know if Chandler Stevenson right now is viewed as a bona fide down the middle center on this team or if you're going to try him out on the wing right like I think it makes sense to have him on the wing but if you've got him down the middle then that kind of pushes the centers around and and I think that's mm-hmm. where that's where I was was operating from my 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 lineup has your four best centers down the middle Instead of moving one of your best centers to the wing. William Carlson, uh, I, I think, can play on any line, right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I'd like to see more goals from him, just mm-hmm. like he would like to see more goals from him. Uh, the 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 goal production has, has right now got him between a two and a three. You'd like to see that goal production be a solid number two, right? That's That's where... It gets a little bit, I don't know, tough to to put him into a spot, sure, and make sure that uh, that that he figures uh, and and is in his most productive place. But with Chandler Stevenson having two centers on that line, also helps you out with puck possession with Phil Kessel. 
so you, you've got puck possession with two centers, mm-hmm. hopefully being able to win uh, more draws, and that's going to give the puck to fill a little bit more, which should generate a little bit more offense. I don't dislike your lineup at all. I like it a lot. I think it's reasonable to assume that that could be an iteration that we see, if not for opening night, mm-hmm. at some point during the season. The, the, the strange part about no, normally you put, if you're going to have two centers together, they would be different shots. Mm-hmm. It, that's not the case with, with William and Chandler. They're both left-handed shots. Right. So they, you're not gaining anything with the pucks dropped left side or the right side. Uh, so that's a bit of something that you would like to change, but I'm not going to teach one of them to, uh, to start shooting <laughs> right-handed. That, that, that would be tough. Um, I don't have a Mario in my lineup. Right. Love to fit him in someplace. Don't have him in there right now, and uh, and I don't have Brisson in my lineup. Those are my my extras, either center or or wing. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of how this plays out throughout the course of of training camp. But I don't have Brisson starting with the Golden Knights. I don't. I I think there's something to be said for dominate, dominate at the AHL level. Find your game, find your confidence, and allow the Golden Knights to kind of figure out where the pieces are and where the holes might be. That, because that's the part. You, you want, in a perfect world, you want them to be overripe and yeah. go down and dominate. Sure. The flip side of that is, do you need them? If well, you need them, well, that's, he, he comes up. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, I, I think we're looking at this, we're assessing the lines. I, I, I see offense in what you've got on the table. Yeah. I see offense... In what I've got on the table, I I see offense on this in this lineup. But if you get to a point where you need a guy that can put the puck in the back of the net, that's when you want to strike with Brendan Brisson, not immediately, not right off the bat, because you don't know if there's a hole there that needs to be filled. This is a fun com competition that we've we've got together here. I didn't know whether I should tell you guys ahead of time that this is a competition or just an exercise, but it's a competition. I like competition. Competition's good. All right. So what I'm proposing, actually, I've already written it down, so uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's in pen. You get a point for every player that's in the spot that you projected. Mm. All right? Now, we're not going to see one, two, three, four, the the lines per se, but we're going to see the lines in a specific combination. So on, we'll watch tomorrow. We'll bring an update who is closer, the way it sizes up tomorrow, uh, based on what we've done, because uh, Eichel will be with two wingers in, in sweaters and, and so forth. But on opening night, we are going to declare a winner. Okay. You get a point for a player being in that particular spot. So if Marcheseau is on the left side of Eichel, uh, I get a point for Marcheseau, I get a point for Eichel, and a, a point for Sohn if he's there. If, say, Mananen is on the right side of Nick Waugh, where I, but I have him on the left, I you get don't. half a point. Okay, I get half a point because he's on the proper line but he's in the wrong spot. If you have a player on a on a totally different line, mm-hmm. you get no points. That makes sense. Yeah. 
We in agreement on that? I think yeah, so. That'd be good. A maximum of 12 points. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, we've all got Eichel on the first line center. Unbelievable, yes. this guy. I know. <laughs> it's brilliant. I just did that math. I, I didn't even write that math 12 down. points. You did it that quick, huh? I Crazy. did. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Just all, all, on, on the, the fly. fly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> we've all got Eichel number one center. Yeah. Pretty sure we're all going to have at least one point. At least one point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's the minimum <laughs> right now. I, I feel like Carrier and Colasar are are gimme. Like those are free points, mm-hmm. right? Right? I, I think we can all assume that. We my, all have that. My, so that's three at minimum. Um, Is that the... Are those the only three unanimous choices? Mm, I mean... I think so. Yeah, part because part Wah's on a different yeah, uh, different yeah. spot on one of these lineups. Yeah, because who, uh, Ryan, you Stevenson. have Wah on the fourth line, right? Yeah, I've got uh, Wah on the fourth line. I, I've got Stone. Like, Stone. Uh, somebody has him on the second line. You have him on the second line. Yeah, I've got Stone on the second line. I've got second Stevenson line right as side. second line center. So, yeah. so it, those there's three unanimous selections mm-hmm. between the 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 three of us. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, and the rest of it is is up in the air. We'll see. It'll I, be. It'll I, be fun. You, you guys, listeners. I want. I want to know from you, the listeners. Uh, is, our, our regulars, right on down to, to first time uh, Twitter mm-hmm. users. Yep. Let us know where you agree with this. Where you think that we've we've missed it, or what you'd like to see. I, I will tell you this. Um, you and Chapman are closer than initially appeared. Um, but I can guarantee you Chapman's not getting 12 out of 12. Well, And I took the chance with, with Manana. Yeah. I s- broke the misfits up entirely. Yeah. That went against... I have the, the, the angels on my two shoulders here. And the... Uh, angels? The angels. You mean one, one, one devil and devil, one angel, sorry. yeah. One, 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 uh, yeah good, good point. Thank you. Uh, that was my bad. We know uh, you don't have two angels, though. Uh, uh, so <laughs> angel and a devil and... and the, there's a big disagreement uh, chirping at me uh, when I when I split up the three misfits. I think it's hard to do. Like, I agree. Like, I, I think I think because we've just gotten so accustomed to seeing the three of those guys together, to see the three of them on three different lines is just not something I think we we are prepared for. I will say this: I applaud Darren for breaking up the misfits entirely. Well done. Hmm. We'll see if it, it translates into the opening night. Lineup. Yeah. Now, if somebody scratched because of injury, what? How are we going to deal with that? Because that will be that will be a contentious issue at the time. Same. We know Mark Stone's going to play with Jack Eichel, mm-hmm. and Eichel stubs his toe, and he doesn't play that night. No, 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 no. No, no. You don't get a point. No. no, I disagree with that. I, I think we have. We will know who's playing where. In a perfect world, and yeah. if there's an injury that happens, because that will move things around, because centers will all of a sudden we, be moved around. We won't be we won't be able to give a, a, an accurate estimation of it. Okay, it just it won't work because so like many. Like last things year, we never change. could have done this. Well, right? No, there <laughs> never would have been. There never. And, and, so, or, or or do we stick with opening night? And that is. Yeah, I, I I would say yes. Okay. Yeah, because uh, otherwise we have to come to an agreement on that now. <laughs> because otherwise, who knows, right? Right. Like I I'm not going to tempt fate here, but in a perfect world, we'll have 
what we need opening night, and then we can put this to bed the rest of the way. So one full point if the player is in the spot that you project. Yep. Half a point if they're on the same line, but in a different position. Uh, that is uh, that is fun. Tomorrow, uh, I've uh, talked to Darren Elliott, who's been to a number of National Hockey League training camps as a player mm-hmm. and as a broadcaster. He's going to come on, and he's going to share some training camp stories from the past. Fun. I'm excited. Different, different training <laughs> approaches. <laughs> Not just uh, from athletes playing their way into shape, but Mm -hmm. uh, from coaches and trainers putting different things in. Some worked. Some were really, really bad. So that's coming up uh, tomorrow. It'll be a little bit of uh, story time with Darren Elliott. But coming up next, it's one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. Got a couple of good ones for you on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Got a couple of tickets for Monday's game between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Los Angeles Kings. If you are the fourth caller right now to 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. Fourth caller gets two tickets to the first preseason game at home for the Vegas Golden Knights at T-Mobile Arena on Monday. And uh, I just might have more tickets uh, later on. You have to stick around and uh, listen. Just I might even make you answer a question right now, just the, the fourth <laughs> caller, but i got to get into uh, one-timers. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs will be missing a couple players at the starters cramp, uh, camp. Uh, Timothy Lilligren and Pierre Engvall will uh, be out. Lilligren will miss uh, six weeks following a hernia surgery. Uh, that was suffered earlier this week. Uh, so he had, what well, the, the surgery happened earlier this week. The injury mm-hmm. happened earlier. And Engvall uh, had an ankle injury. Uh, while training in Sweden, he'll be reevaluated in October. So, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs missing uh, a couple of players at the start of camp. The Anaheim Ducks signed Rocco Grimaldi to a PTO. He is the 740th player, it feels like, uh, on a PTO coming into <laughs> training camp. The Edmonton Oilers have Ryan McLeod uh, unsigned, but he's on their training camp roster huh. for tomorrow, which gives you a strong indication that. They're close on a deal. Yeah. So not not signed yet, but McLeod, along with Hag, a uh, couple of other players, uh, high-profile, restrictive free agents. Looks like that will come together. And that's why I tell people, uh, even though uh, Nick Hag is not signed right now, we could see him on the ice uh, as as soon as the first uh, first day of, of camp for the, the Vegas Golden Knights. Here's one for you. And this dates back to a note in one-timers. A week ago, hmm. when we announced that Ben Bishop was going to be working <laughs> as part of the Dallas Stars organization, yeah, despite the fact that uh, his salary has uh, been picked up by the Buffalo Sabers, mm-hmm. and I thought that's that's weird. Yeah. Well, as it turns out, other people <laughs> thought it was weird too that he was going to work for the Dallas Stars, make some kind of salary, I'm sure, from them, and. and uh, and then also be paid his National Hockey League salary because he's retired and, and Buffalo took that salary on, uh, be paid by somebody else. So uh, the National Hockey League has said uh, uh, it's not going to occur. They're not going to allow Bishop to do that. Uh, the Dallas Stars have agreed, and, and everybody's going to back away from it. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it is odd, right? Like, it is odd to be actively being paid by another organization because you are unable to physically play, and then you are working for and collecting a salary from another team. So, uh, yeah, weird, for sure. Like, the uh, optics of it just it just doesn't yeah. sit and, well. And, like, I, you know, I saw a lot of comparisons to Chris Pronger, right? Like, mm. Chris Pronger being effectively an active player working within the NHL. Um, but I, I, part of me feels like that's different because it's not an individual team, right? It, it's, 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 you can, you can create conflict of interest, all that kind of stuff. So uh, to me, this just makes sense from a lot of different angles. And I'm sure as soon as that contract is up, Ben Bishop will resume whatever it is he was going right. to do with the stars. And what it stops is any type of uh, precedent establishing motive for somebody to go oh that worked over there why mm -hmm. can't we we yeah. have that uh, yeah. that player uh, everybody just takes a step back and uh, it'll give uh, Ben more time to just uh, chill out and practice his trade and I'm sure he'll be around the Dallas Stars there's mm. no doubt about that say that softer one uh, of uh, the ongoing stories that we're going to follow is Jacob Chikrin <laughs> yep alright mm -hmm. I think he's going to be traded yes. at some point this year yeah I agree hasn't been traded yet but it's uh there's just been so much around this now sometimes players are just talked about forever mm -hmm. it has happened where um you just you you never you never end up getting dealt uh and i'm ducks uh, had that uh forever uh regarding a couple of defensemen where they just they were they were never ever moved but there was uh, speculation about that uh, i don't think that's the case with, uh, with Jacob Tricker, and I think he ends up going somewhere. Well, it doesn't make any sense for the Coyotes either. Like, it, I understand why Jacob Chikrin wants to be traded, wants to move on, wants to have an opportunity to play for a team that can compete. But if you're the Arizona Coyotes, and listen, I know that if you're looking at it over the course of Connor Bedard and potentially Austin Matthews, maybe Austin Matthews in a couple of years, then sure. Chikrin makes sense, but there's a lot of things that have to happen and go well in order to get there. Right now, I feel like the Arizona Coyotes are just going to be in a tough spot for a long time. And by the time you get better, Chikrin isn't going to really factor into that. So get what you can for him now. Here's the uh, other reason why I think that he's going to be dealt is this quote mm -hmm. from Jacob mm -hmm. Chikrin. I don't want these years to keep going by and be 10, 12 years in the league and not having a really good chance or shot at uh, winning, not only the playoffs, but winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, he was approached last year mm -hmm. and asked by the Arizona Coyotes whether he wanted a trade to a more competitive situation. Mm -hmm. He talked it over with his family, and he said, yeah, sure, I'll go to a more competitive situation. Who that wouldn't? didn't happen, yeah. but it just... Uh, between the comments by the player and the obvious... Uh, value or uh, attraction by other teams to mm -hmm. go after a player like that. Uh, yeah, sure. It looks like uh, he will be gone sooner than later. It's a great quote. It Love is. it. Uh, Buffalo Sabres handed out more money, more contract. Kevin Adams, the mm -hmm. general manager, gets a multi-year extension. Uh, he is uh, going into his 14th year with the organization. He's done everything from run the minor hockey organization, that wing of the uh, Buffalo Sabres to being the vice president and the general manager. But uh, I don't, they haven't made the playoffs in 
No. For more than a decade. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, I mean, listen, I, I think you can objectively look at Kevin Adams and some of the deals that he made, especially when it comes to Jack Eichel. I mean, I think he did as, as well as you were going to do in that position with as little leverage as you had. So I don't have much of an issue with it. I feel like Buffalo's trending in the right direction, but every time I've said, hey, I think Buffalo's trending in the right direction, they've been worse than they were the year before. So I don't necessarily have an issue with it. I don't expect that the Sabres are going to be contenders or anything like that. And if if that time isn't now, I think you're okay just staying the course. I don't know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's a connection between ownership and and the Jack uh, freeze with wanting the, the, the surgery, yep. the procedure, artificial disc replacement, uh, and the, the, the hockey club wanting to go uh, the different, uh, more traditional route. Uh, I don't know how much Kevin played in between ownership and the player mm-hmm. but if it was heavily involved then that that could back, come back to haunt sure but fair. I, I don't know that right now but there was obviously different opinions between the organization uh whether just ownership or whether it was the general manager a couple of the notes for you and then uh, i've got two more tickets to monday's game look at you all right uh, giving two stuff more away tickets to the golden knights LA Kings, Monday at T-Mobile Arena uh, to give away. And that I'm going to give away to caller number 6. 702-876-1340. Call now, all right? And uh, we'll give you those tickets. Uh, here's here's some more. Ilya Samsonov, Samsonov uh, gets a one-year deal with Toronto. That's not breaking news. Apparently, he only wanted one year. <laughs> <laughs> because he, he he wants to sort of rehabilitate his mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. value in the league. Yeah, but he he said that uh, the man that he got the one year deal from Kyle Dubas mm-hmm. is in the last year of his contract. Yeah, fifth year. Yep. He he's been public that he doesn't have any negotiations going. Yeah. So this is it. It for has Kyle to Dubas be. In it the, has from to the be. sounds of it. No, it it should be. In fairness, like it should be, and and I. I'm going to go so far as it can't just be one round. Like the Leafs window is closing with the impending decision on Austin Matthews or with what Austin wants to do over his next contract. He's got two years left on two this years contract. left, and then sure. he's an unrestricted free agent. Unrestricted free agent can do whatever he wants. Maybe he so, takes the uh, Jacob Chikrin money in in Arizona. <laughs> That's fair. He's a, a um, good defensive player, and and so you know I look at it and I say. It's now or never for the Leafs, but it's now specifically for Kyle Dubas. Mm-hmm. It has to be, and it can't just be one round. It can't just be four wins, and and that's it. That's all you get. You don't advance any further. Their time has to be now to go on a deep run. Uh, thanks to everybody that called, 702-876-1340. Uh, we've given away four tickets, uh, two pairs of tickets to see the Vegas Golden Knights and the uh, Los Angeles Kings on Monday. Looking forward to it. Uh, first preseason game at T-Mobile Arena. Who are our winners today? Chapman. Let's give some love. Okay, so Kevin won the last set of tickets, mm-hmm. and the first set of tickets, they went to Fred. Kevin and Fred. Good job, guys. 
Those are names that I love. No issues pronouncing those ones. Uh, uh, yeah, Ivan, Kevin. Kevin is K E V E N. Hmm. Interesting. I'm yeah. Federtov. Do you guys know him? He was the player that was in tough with Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whether or not he had uh, the military service, and and that was the story that kicked off a lot of urgency with agents mm-hmm. of, R- of Russian players and organizations. Uh, that control Russian players or uh, employ Russian players, saying get out of there now, yeah, yeah. because if if with everything that's happening in Russia and Ukraine, and and they make you do military service, this could be not that you may be put into the war, but you might ha- lose a, uh, a season as well. But uh, Ivan Fedotov has dropped his appeal of the charges of evading his Russian military obligation, and that means that the 25 year old will not be permitted to play for the Philadelphia Flyers <laughs> this season. The The team can toll his contract. They can carry his contract over yep. uh, $925,000 to next season, but he will not be permitted to play. Uh, I wonder how whether or not that affects how many players go, go home in the next offseason, yep. but uh, we'll deal with that then. Uh, really interesting situation. Uh, hasn't happened in a long time where a player's been been caught into this type of situation, and uh, Fedotov, was, he was going to play for them this year. Yeah, he was. He's very much uh, within their uh, their sights of of playing. So uh, that's uh, interesting. Those are your one timers news and notes from around the National Hockey League for this Wednesday, September on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman. We are going to have uh, tickets to preseason games throughout the exhibition schedule, so uh, stick around with the VGK Insider Show. Chapman? Yeah. Hi, Darren. Uh, so, Brandon Tenev of the Seattle Kraken, he has made notoriety with his pictures at Media Day the last couple yep. years. Seattle Kraken tweeted out today, another Media Day, another ghost sighting with the picture of Brandon Tenev. And if you go to NHL.com, they actually have a montage of all of his Media day pictures over the course of of the years four with the Winnipeg Jets, two with the the Pittsburgh Penguins, and now two with the Seattle Kraken, and they're worth checking out. They're, they're, he definitely has a, a pretty good sense of humor with these pictures, and I I, I saw them. I had to have a little bit of chuckle, uh, but yeah, kind kind of funny. How would you describe today's? Ah, uh, well, uh, wide eyed and uh, well, like what kind of ghost? I don't know. Oh, he's got Darren, the, like, he, like he's got the big like eyeballs. He's, yeah, yeah. Like Darren would see at the old Montreal Forum. Ghost. Training camp opens tomorrow.